um, uh, uh, the book of Second uh, Peter, the, the second epistle of Peter, uh, and I'm going to uh, use uh, the second epistle of Peter, that is Second Peter, uh, chapter one, and I want to read uh, verses one, excuse me, verses twelve and thirteen, and I'm just going to use this as uh, foundational scripture for what I will do tonight. Um, uh, but but what I want to do, I want to uh, give tonight some highlights of what we did on last week as we were speaking to the people of God. You know, sometimes God will speak a thing to us, and if we're not careful, we will breeze on by and move to the next thing. Uh, but I want to uh, tonight uh, give some helpful highlights for the saints. As a matter of fact, I'm just going to tag that for my subject tonight, helpful highlights for the saints. I want to talk about helpful highlights for the saints. Uh, tonight, uh, Father, we honor you and praise you for this moment in time. Thank you for bringing us here once again. We bless you for the people who are listening in and those who will hear this word of the Lord that will come forth uh, from my mouth. Uh, Father, I thank you that though it comes from my mouth, it really proceeds from your word. And Father, I am but a mouthpiece. Uh, and as you speak to your people tonight, I thank you that healing will take place, deliverance will take place, doors will open, and mighty things will happen on their behalf. I bless you and praise you for this moment as we give to the people tonight uh, highlights, helpful highlights for the saints. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. All of God's people said, amen. Uh, first, uh, second Peter, the first chapter, verses 12 and 13, Peter writes these words to the saints. He says, wherefore, I will not be negligent to put you always in remembrance of these things, though you know them and be established in the present truth. Yea, I think it meet as long as I am in this tabernacle to stir you up by putting you in remembrance. That's, that's what I want to do tonight as a foundational message. This is uh, the uh, uh, words of Peter coming forth to the people of God. And so I want to talk to you tonight about highlights, helpful highlights for the saints. Uh, as a matter of fact, these are helpful highlights for you who are listening to me uh, at this moment. Uh, so uh, the epistle of Peter here, he's speaking to the saints and he's talking about the importance of putting them in remembrance of things that they have already heard. And I love it because he says, I'm putting you in remembrance. Sometimes we are negligent because we're always trying to run after something new. And we fail to rehearse the things that we should be rehearsing uh, in the minds and ears of the people. Uh, you know, sometimes God wants us to revisit the foundation. Sometimes God wants us to revisit lessons that we deem to be basic to us. Sometimes God wants us to go back through and rehearse some things that we already know. You know, trials and tribulations 
tribulations, hits, and tests can come in your life. And if you're not careful, you will be uh, 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 forgetful for some of the things or, or forgetful in practicing some of the things that you already know. And so I like Peter talking to the saints in this text come to you because I do not want to be negligent in, in bringing you in remembrance of things that you know. Oh, come on here. You walked with God, many of you, for a significant period of time and there are things that you learned and there are things that you know. Oh, come on here. That, that, that as you walk with the Lord, there are lessons that you have learned along the way uh, from your walk with him. There are things you know work. And tonight, what I want to do is to uh, remind you of some of the things that you already know. I love it because Peter says, I think it's fitting. I think he says in, in verse 13, yeah, I think it meet or I think it acceptable or I think it fitting that as long as I am in this tabernacle, as long as I am in this body, he said, it is my job, it is my ministry, it is my task to stir you up by putting you in remembrance. And so tonight, I want to stir you up a minute and put you in remembrance of some of the things that we spoke last week during our revival. Many of you tuned in, maybe some of you were not able to tune in, but I wanna give you tonight some helpful highlights that you can hold on to, uh, that I want you to continue uh, to purposely put in remembrance so that you can go forth and prevail in life. How many of you understand that God's speaking to you in this hour because he wants you to enjoy the benefit of what he has spoken? As God speaks these things to us, we put them into practice and then we see these things produced in our lives. So, so tonight, I'm not going to tarry long, but I want to take a few minutes and I want to talk about uh, uh, some of the highlights of last week's messages. This is something I've never done, uh, but God has placed it upon my heart uh, because there were several things that we said last week that I believe are pertinent to this season. God wants to do some things in the life of his people and he does not want us to be forgetful hearers. We are living in an hour where so much is going on around us and more than ever the people of God need to be solid in our faith. See, see, I, I, uh, daily I speak to many people who for one reason or another are overwhelmed by what is going on around them and some are even overwhelmed concerning the happenings in their very own life. See, see, in these times, we need to cling to God and stand on his word like never before. See, see, with so many storms raging around us, our only safe place is God. I need you to get this tonight. I said with so many storms that are raging around us, our only safe place is God. In this season of crisis, 
our only safe place can be found in the Christ. I need you to understand the world is in a mess and our only hope is found in our master. And so tonight what I want to do is to talk to you and encourage you in the word of the Lord. With, with so much happening around us, it is easy to feel overwhelmed in our humanity. The Bible suggests the supernatural remedy for the overwhelmed. They must go to the rock. This is something here, I want you to give this, I said the Bible suggests a supernatural remedy for the overwhelmed. They must go to the rock. Jesus is the rock. Come on here, the rock is Jesus. He is a refuge for the overwhelmed soul. I love that. Come on, because the psalmist said, when my soul within me is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. The rock is the remedy for the overwhelmed soul. And I want you to know the rock that we stand on never caves in. The rock that we stand on is a sure foundation. The rock that we stand on, though the world and ground around us may be shaken, he is a mighty shelter. When you go to the rock, you can make it through anything that is warring against you. And so tonight, I want to speak to you out of the word of God. On Monday night of last week, we talked about Jesus. Jesus still being the one. I want to highlight that again tonight. We talked from Matthew chapter 11. And if you remember in Matthew chapter 11, I want you to go back and read those first few verses. We had a, a matter going on in the text where John the Baptist, who is a forerunner of the Lord Jesus Christ, finds himself in prison. You remember that uh, I said that John, for standing up for the word of the Lord, finds himself in prison. Uh, Herod Antipas, or the Tetrarch as he is called, uh, up there has John in prison. And John has been in prison at the time of this text for some two years. He's been there and things have settled in. Think about being in an uncomfortable situation, not to minutes or two days or two months but think about having been in that situation for two years that is what we are dealing with in this text John's disciples John the Baptist that is his disciples who come to visit him tell him of the many mighty works that Jesus is doing in and around the area John starts feeling some type of way he starts feeling some type of way because because even though Jesus is doing all of these great works, the question automatically becomes, why hasn't he come to see about me? Here I am, having been his forerunner. What in the world am I doing in a fight like this? Have you ever been in a place where it seems like God was moving and blessing everybody around you and you were wondering, God, when are you going to do something in my life? Brings new meaning to the song, while on others thou are calling do not pass me by John the Baptist is having that kind of moment he has been in prison for two years 
Now this is something here because John has been going through this prison situation for two years. But, but, but he wants to uh, uh, talk to his disciples who are consequently going through because they are connected to their leader. Come on, their leader can't be going through and it not be doing something to them. So John is going through and his disciples are going through. John, who is the cousin of Jesus and the forerunner of Jesus, saw uh, he is the one that sees Jesus walking through the Jordan. And John declares of him that he is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. John uh, is the one that saw the Spirit of the Lord uh, uh, as the heavens open, the Spirit of the Lord descend upon Jesus in the form of a dove. That was John the Baptist. He was the one, as I said, who baptized him. He was the one who heard the testimony of the Father come upon him that indeed he is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. John, having been in prison for two years, is now at a moment of frustration. Have you ever been in a situation that has caused you frustration? Some of you are dealing with moments right now that are causing you frustration frustration and sometimes while you're dealing with frustration you say God why aren't you doing something see the best of us faiths life's battles you don't have to have done something wrong to go through a rough spot some some fights come to try our faith in God. See, see, the devil is hoping that your fight will cause you to surrender your faith. But I've come tonight with some helpful highlights for the saints. And I want to tell you, don't you let your fight make you surrender your faith. Tonight, I've come to tell you that there's a lot going on, but God is still God. And Jesus is still the one. Tonight, I've come to remind you that the Lord Jesus is still your healer. Tonight I've come to remind you that the Lord Jesus is still your mind regulator. Tonight I've come to remind you that the Lord Jesus is still your keeper. He's still your peace. He's still your battle fighter. Victory still belongs to Jesus and no matter what is going on or uh, no matter what is going on in your journey, Jesus is still the one. Come on and lift your prayers right there and praise him tonight. I said no matter what is going on on your journey, Jesus is still the one. This is what I want you to get here. Come on, I said you don't have to have, have done something wrong to, to find yourself going through a rough spot. See, 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 the devil wants you to surrender your hope in God. But let me tell you tonight, you who belong to God are not hopeless and you are not helpless either. Oh, come on here. I love that. Come on here because the Bible says, though we are persecuted, come on here. 
we are not forsaken. Oh, come on here. Though we are troubled on every side, we are not in despair. We've got to thank God tonight. If you've got Christ, you've got hope. Somebody give him praise right there. See, see, the devil is hoping that you will throw it all away. Come on, after believing God and trusting God, he's hoping that in a bad moment, come on here, you'll forget what you know about God. But let me tell you something. Everything you confessed on the mountaintop about God, it's still true of God when you're going through the valley. Come on here. Just because you're going through does not change who God is. Come on. God is still a healer. God is still a way maker. God is still a door opener. And I don't care what you're facing. Your circumstances do not change who your Savior is. Come on here. Come on. Jesus is still the one. See, this is something that we learn from the text. Even John. John, powerful John. John, preaching in the wilderness. John finds himself going through a low moment. See, see, this is, this is it tonight. It is that uh, 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 John wants to know is Jesus the Messiah or should I look for another? Come on here. You know who he is. Come on here. But sometimes in our humanity, the enemy wants us to lose hope. Oh, come on here. But let me tell you something. God is everything that he's always been. He is the immutable God, the unchangeable God, the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's who Jesus is. Oh, come on here. You could depend on him yesterday. You can depend on him today. And whatever comes up tomorrow, you can depend on God. So, so this is something here. God wants us to stand up for him. You, 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 you must understand that in this hour, we must believe God and take him at his word. Don't let a negative situation shake you from what you know about God. Come on here. I said, don't let a negative situation shake you from what you know about God. That's what we talked about on last Monday night, that we don't let the negative situation shake us from what we know about God. See, see, when the situation gets negative, God wants you to stand on what you know about him. So this is it. God wants you to remember to let your light shine even when you encounter a low spot. Come on here. See, sometimes we operate in powerful anointing and we don't, we don't, we don't discern. Uh, we don't discern what we're doing when we're going through dark places. Come on here. You got to remember that somebody's always watching. Oh, come on here. That, 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 that when God calls you, it's never just about you. You know, this is something you often hear me say, but I'm going to say it again tonight. Because, you know, when, when you're doing great things for God, the devil never wants you to see the people you're encouraging. He only wants you to see the people who have something negative to say. Oh, come on here. Isn't it amazing how the negative people have the biggest mouths? 
Come on here. But, but, but there are people that you're really blessing who've not even announced it yet. That people you 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 uh, have have in some way encouraged, in some way built up. They're, they're people who admire your walk with God, and the devil never wants it to come into your attention. But you know what? He's always bombarding us with the negative. Come on here, because he knows that the negative. Come on here, it, it, is more uh, it is what the is what uh, can turn us around. So so sometimes he, he bombards our lives with the negative to bring discouragement in our lives come on here but let me tell you something you and your life is blessing somebody we all have enemies Jesus had them come on here but let me tell you something God is doing a great thing with your life never forget John the Baptist your disciples never forget them who have watched you uh, uh, what is it that I say uh, uh, out of the gospel of Mark never forget those little ships that are sailing along with you come on here people you witness to people you testified to people who've been encouraged by your walk in God and so when you're going through do not forget about those who look up to you in the Lord oh come on here that's why we're the light of the world. Come on, the people looking up to you on your job who've never mentioned. The people in your church who look up to you who've never told you. The people uh, 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 that, that are uh, in some way acquainted with you, come on, who look up to you and it's never been brought to your attention. Come on here. But you know what the devil wants to bring? He brings all of the negative to the forefront. The devil is good at highlighting your naysayers because he wants to stop you. Oh, come on here. But I want you to know you have blessed somebody. I don't know who I'm talking to tonight, but there's several of you listening to me tonight. Your life has been a blessing to others. Your ministry has helped others. And you know what? If you've only helped two, your ministry has not been in vain. This is something here. So, so uh, John the Baptist is going through, but, but, but he has to take a moment now to gather himself. Look at this. John says to his disciples, go ask Jesus, is he the Messiah? Is he the one that should come or do we look for another? Now, I said this last Monday and I want you to grab it because we have to move on to the next one. But, but you know, sometimes when you're going through difficult moments, what the devil wants you to do is to lose your main focus. Lose what you should be focusing on. He wants you to get your mind off of the main thing. Come on here. I said the devil wants you to get your mind off of the main thing. When you're going through low moments, the devil wants you to get your mind off of the main thing the main thing is God come on the question is should we look to another and you know what we all come to that crossroad when we're going through difficult moments the enemy wants to tempt us to look to another. But let me tell you something on Christ, the solid rock I stand. All of the ground is sinking sand. Any other that you look to, look to rather, will never come up to who God is. Come on, I want you to know tonight, Jesus is still the one. Keep lifting his name. Keep standing on his word. Keep believing in his promises. He's still the one. Come on here. People can't do it. Money can't do it. Possessions cannot do it. Jesus is the one. 
I don't care what you're going through. Let your main focus be on the Lord. Come on here. I don't care how low life gets. Let your primary focus be fixed on God. This is it. Is, is he the Messiah or should I look for another? So you see, when life gets jacked up, we must keep looking to Jesus. You know what I found out? Uh -uh, you, could, you, could, uh, you could live and develop a high view of God. But you know what? The devil wants to reduce your view of God. Come on here. You, you know, you shouldn't be reducing your view of God. He's a great, big, wonderful God. Come on here. And that's why the psalmist says, oh, magnify the Lord with me. It's not that you can make God any larger, but your perception of God needs to get bigger. Come on here. We don't serve a little G. We serve a big God. We serve a great God. We serve a wonderful God. Come on here. And the devil is always trying to downgrade your view of the biblical God. Because if the devil can reduce your view of the biblical God, you will retreat instead of taking a stand. If the devil can reduce your view of the biblical God, you won't believe that he can do what he says he can do. But, but guess what? My view of God is not decreasing. My view of him is increasing. The more that I walk with him, the more that I talk with him, the more that I experience him, my faith is being built in who he is. Come on here, and I'm embracing everything that the word says about the biblical God. Come on and give God a praise right there. No matter what happens in your life, come on here, don't you allow the devil to cause you to carry a low view of God. No matter what happens, Jesus is still the one. He has not changed. God owns power and his power never decreases. God's power is all power and in this hour we've got to fix our eyes on Jesus. He's still the one. His blood still cleanses. His word still transforms. His name still casts out devils. The powerful name of Jesus still breaks chains and I don't care what your fight fix your eyes on Jesus. Come on here. No doubt John's disciples are going through. They find Jesus and ask him, are you the Messiah or should we look for another? Can you see them heartbroken? Their follower or their, uh, their, their teacher rather is in jail and has been for two years and they have even reached their limits. And this is it. The response of Jesus, even in low moments, are you the Messiah or should I look for another? He says to them, come walk with me. Come on. This is something here because I want you to get this, that, that when we face problems, we should run to the Father's presence. Come on here. This is something I need you to get this here. This is no hour to run from the, 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 the will of God or the word of God or the things of God. This is the hour to run towards God. See, see, this is what I want you to get here. Worship uh, is what we need in this hour. Spending time with the Lord is the best remedy for your low spot. Come on here. We get in low spots and the devil does not want us to spend time with the Lord. 
But, but, but this is it. Worship will equip you to prevail in warfare. Jesus tells them to come on and then you go back and tell John what you have seen. See, 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 the presence of the Lord ought to be a priority for our lives in every season. This is something here. So, so don't let the negative stuff stop you from drawing near to God. That's what you got to get. Come on, I'm going through negative moments, but you know what? In my negative moments, I must be determined to draw near to God. Come on here. When, you, when, when you're going through situations that seem to be disastrous, don't, don't allow a, a, a distance to exist between you and God. Draw in close. When challenges come, draw in close to God. Come on here, because worship is what will help you to prevail in your warfare. Come on, sometimes you are weakened by your warfare, but worship is a great prescription. This is it tonight. He says, come walk with me. Because when you walk with the Lord, you begin to see wonderful things. You know, this is something, even in seasons of warfare, you can witness wonders when you walk with the Lord. It's a beautiful thing. Jesus says, come and walk with me. Come and, 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 and experience my ministry and then tell John what you have seen. So, so this is it. The enemy is hoping that in hard times we will retreat from the things of God and not run to God. Come on, that's it right there. I said the enemy is hoping that in hard times we will retreat from the things of God and not run towards God. God. Come on, but you've got to shock that devil. I will not retreat from the things of God. I will run towards God. Come on, I said the enemy is hoping that in hard time we will retreat from the things of God and not run to God and my thing is shock that devil. Come on here, that's what God wants you to do in this hour. Jesus has John's disciples to hang out with him and boy did it help him. You can't hang out with God and not be helped. You can't hang out with God and your hope not be renewed. When you hang out with God, it'll give you a new level of hope. When you hang out with God, you'll walk out with a living hope. Somebody give God a shout of praise right there. Come on, Jesus is still the one in this hour. Let nothing pull you away from his name. Let nothing pull you away from his word. Let nothing pull you away from the things that you have gained through his precious blood. Jesus Jesus is still the one. If they're not lifting Jesus, come on, you don't even stay around it. Come on here. It is important now that you get grounded in Jesus. And anything that does not make Jesus a priority can't help you to prosper. Somebody give God a shout of praise right there. In my life, Jesus is still the one. That is the first highlight I want to give you tonight. I want you to be held in remembrance of it when you attempted to look elsewhere come on here stop looking sideways and start looking at the savior get your eyes focused on him looking to Jesus who is the author and the finisher of our faith come on here I said stop looking sideways and start looking at the savior that's what's going to bless your life
midnight too. We talked about something else you need to be reminded of, especially in this hour, the privilege of prayer. I love prayer because prayer will change your perspective. Prayer will change your whole life. Praying people are powerful people. And I talked about the privilege of prayer. And I said that a privilege was a, a, a right or a, a, a special right that has been, a, been granted to a, a person or a particular group of people. That we the people of God are not just any kind of people. We are a privileged people because God has given us special rights in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. Through Jesus Christ we have been the recipient recipients of divine inheritance through Jesus Christ come on we are the beneficiaries of a divine inheritance I need you to get this through the blood of Jesus Christ we now have privileges and I said this to the people of God one of the most powerful privileges that we have gained in Christ is that of prayer Come on here. I'm talking about the privilege of prayer. You, you know, this is something because sometimes we act like we don't have anything. Oh, come on here. You know, we, 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 you know, we act like sometimes when things hit us, we don't have anything to work with. But let me tell you something. If you can pray, you always have something to work with. Come on. That I don't care how awful things may get. You ought to be grateful that you have an audience with God. Come on here. And that's what I love about Jesus. That through him, we are now a nation of priests. Oh, come on here. I know we've got many situations and problems. But we are a nation of priests by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. You are a royal priesthood. Come on here. He talks about the kingship and the priesthood becoming one. There is no reason that the people of God should be defeated. Come on here. We serve Jesus and Jesus owns the, the weight in the spirit realm. I need you to get this. There is nothing in the spirit realm greater than Jesus. He is the head of all power and principalities. There's nothing in the spirit realm that rises up that the Lord Jesus cannot put down. And guess what? When we pray, we employ the help of heaven. When we pray, heaven gets involved. When the people of God understand this, true it'll change your whole life by the blood of Jesus you have an audience with God come on here I thank God for the privilege of prayer you know this is what we need in this hour saints of God got to get back to prayer come on here when, when, when you're praying it'll change your practice come on here you can tell people who are not praying like they say they are Come on here. Because praying will start impacting your practice. Oh, come on here. When you, when you pray, come on here. Then it'll give you less time to pout. Come on here. And you know what? That's what the devil wants. He wants pouting saints because you don't prevail in the spirit realm by pouting. Only through praying can you do that. Oh, come on here. I said you don't prevail in the spirit realm by pouting. Only through prayer can you do that. There 
there is nothing that you can prevail with in the spirit realm pouting come on here when, when, when you complain you can't reach you can't overcome your challenge come on I need you to get this but, but, but when, when you pray you can prevail come on I need you to get this and so the devil would love for the saints to choose any other option than prayer come on here because when you pray you can put the devil on a run when you pray you can begin to see divine performance take place in your life so the devil does not want you praying because prayer not only will it change situation prayer will change you oh come on here prayer help you to grow up Come on here. Prayer will help you to stop being petty. Prayer, come on here. Prayer will lift you from a pitiful mentality. Come on, I need you to get this. It's something about prayer that invades your whole practice. Oh, come on here. Come on, you can talk all day about how much you pray. Come on here. But, but, but we can tell the folk that really pray because it'll show up in their practice. Oh, come on here. Come on, people that are operating in off-the-wall stuff. Come on here. I'm not maintaining their focus through prayer. Come on, people that don't pray will always be powders. People that don't pray will have no problem with being petty. People who do not pray, come on here. Will 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 always be around causing themselves problems because there is a certain wisdom that comes in prayer. There is a certain peace that is released in prayer. There is a certain confidence that comes in prayer. Come on here and see. This is it. Prayer is what God calls His people to do. The people of God ought to be prayer warriors. Oh, come on here. You always hear me say, there is no special intercessory prayer minister. Every, uh, ministry, everybody ought to be an intercessor who walk with God. Come on here. Prayers for all people. Jesus prayed. And so did the apostles. What makes us think we're exempt from prayer? Come on here. You don't ever get so powerful, you don't need to pray. Come on here. As a matter of fact, it's prayer that allows you to operate in power. Oh, come on here. When you pray, you'll submit yourself to the leading of the Spirit. So, so this is it. Through Jesus Christ, we have been uh, uh, granted the privilege of prayer. And see, God can get the greatest glory out of our lives when we stay postured in a position of prayer. So what do we need? We, we need, like they did in the days of Jeremiah, we need the wailing women to get back on the wall. Like, the, the, like God's servant, we need the men, uh, like God's servant David, we need men who will position themselves in prayer before the Lord. Come on here. When you discern the hour, you don't have time to be petty. Come on. Petty people don't discern the hour. Come on, when you discern this moment, you'll be prayerful. Come on here and see, prayer will help you. Prayer will release you from bitterness. You know what? I'm telling you, prayer will help you to get a heavenly perspective. And you know what? God shows me I'm too blessed to be bitter. Come on here. You, you know what? Prayer will help you to enjoy your life. You know what? Even when you uh, have, have been blessed by God, you don't enjoy it when you carry a lot of baggage. 
Come on here. So, so you know, uh, 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 a prayer will help you to walk in forgiveness because unforgiveness, come on here, will keep you from enjoying favor. Come on, you can't even enjoy your life because you're holding on to such a load. But prayer releases you from the load. Oh, come on here. Prayer changes your perspective. It changes your attitude. So, so God's people are called to prayer. I don't care your position. Prayer ought to remain your heart's posture. Come on, it's mighty. It's a mighty awesome thing to have an audience with God. This is what we encounter in this text on Tuesday night, Acts chapter 12, when Peter, when James is beheaded and Peter is uh, taken into custody by Herod and Herod wants to bring Peter out in not many days from that and have him publicly executed. The church doesn't know anything else to do. They don't have any money. They don't know anybody downtown. And let me tell you something. When you can pray, I'm telling you, you can prevail in any situation. When you've got prayer, you got a whole lot more than what the devil wants you to know. <laughs> prayer can do what money can. Prayer can do what people want. And the saints of God began to pray. Come on here. No matter your problem, thank God for the privilege of prayer. In a time of pressure, God's people confronted it with prayer. Come on here. What do the people of God do in the face of pressure? We confront pressure with prayer. Come on here. Don't let the pressure drive you away from prayer. Let the pressure draw you to prayer. Oh, come on here. Peter's taken in custody. They're intending to execute him. But guess what? God's people stand in prayer. See, in some fights, prayer is your best friend. Come on here. One of the most powerful things you can ever do is to go to prayer. Uh, go to God in prayer. Come on here. The devil knows it. That's why he hates praying people. That's why the devil tries to pull you in other directions than prayer. He tries to pull you into pouting. He tries to pull you into pettiness. He tries to pull you, come on here, into the wrong perspectives. Come on here. The devil doesn't like praying people. Praying people are the biggest, people who pray to God are the biggest threats in the earth to the enemy. Come on here. Praying people Put the devil on the run. The devil is petrified by praying people. This is something here. So in this hour, the saints need to take full advantage of the privilege of prayer. Come on here. I said this last week and I'm going to say it again because I want to remind you. Some of us are going through all kinds of problems. And you know what? And see, God wants you to understand you have the privilege of prayer. Come on here. Uh, I want to say this to you. Prayer is a divine stress reliever. Prayer is a supernatural stress reliever. Come on here. Come, if you can pray, you can get up from under some of that pressure. 
Oh, come on here. Have you ever gone down uh, in prayer, but you were carrying pressure when you went and you got up and your load got lighter? Oh, come on here. Because prayer is a pressure lifter. Come on. So this is something here. Prayer is a supernatural stress reliever. And one of the biggest problems that the devil has in the earth is praying people. Come on. This is why the saints have to get in the prayer position. This is why you hear me talking about it so much. The church prayed. Herod plotted to kill Peter. But prayer will interrupt the plots of the enemy. Have you ever prayed and you know the devil was setting up to do something, but prayer intercepted it. Prayer interrupted it. Prayer will interrupt the plots of the enemy. This is what I thank God for. That, 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 that when, they, when they tried, uh, when, 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 when they tried to, to, to get Peter and to uh, uh, plot it to kill him, the saints prevailed through prayer. And guess what? God sent help. Come on here, the, 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 the devil wants you pouting, come on here, but not praying. Matter of fact, the devil wants you to do a lot of pouting and very little praying. Come on here, you, you, you got to get this. So, so never underestimate the power of praying people. Praying people have a direct connection with heaven. Come on, I don't care what you run into, confront it with a prayer response. When, when, when you respond in prayer, it will yield awesome results. So, so don't, 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 don't let the devil disrupt you. Your prayer life is important. When you respond in prayer, I said you get awesome results. Down through the pages of history, God's people have witnessed powerful things through prayer. Come on. You say I don't have the money, but you have the privilege of prayer. You say people don't like me, but you have the privilege of prayer. Come on, I'm telling you, when everything else fails, you have a privilege that never does. You have the privilege of prayer. Oh, come on here. So this is it. When the people of God prayed, they witnessed a powerful thing. Because when you can pray, God always can perform. Come on here. There's nothing you pray about that God cannot issue a performance. I need you to get this. God heard their prayers and answered them with help. He sent an angel down to Herod's dungeon and delivered them. God still has angels sending. Uh, God is still sending angels to help his people. Oh, come on here. God's still sending supernatural help. In whatever way we need it. I need you to get this here. Heaven still receives the prayers of the righteous. Get that? I said heaven still receives the prayers of the righteous. And then this is the second thing. Heaven still responds to the prayers of the righteous. Come on. And then this is the third thing. Heaven still rewards the prayers of the righteous. Heaven still receives the prayers of the righteous. Heaven still responds to the prayers of the righteous. Heaven still rewards the prayers of the righteous. Is there something you need from God? Try talking to him about it. Come on. Are you in a situation to which nothing else can help? Try prayer. 
prayer still is the remedy that helps the people of God to prevail. Come on. And I talked about the privilege of prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pains we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Come on. Some things are never performed because we don't pray. When the righteous pray, God can perform. Oh, bless the name of the Lord. So this is it. Uh, uh, it is important that, that we continue to pray. Come on. And God moved in the situation. Because guess what? Uh, 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 while the saints were praying in one place, the prayers of the righteous were working in another place. Can I tell you that prayers are not separated by distance? Prayer can't be stopped by distance. Come on, I need you to get this. I said prayers cannot be stopped by distance. Come on, that, that, that prayer is not limited by distance. No matter the distance, prayer can deliver. Who am I talking to tonight? Some of you, your children are off. They're not up close and you need God to do something. Oh, but I'm telling you that prayer can go and bring a deliverance at any distance. Oh, come on here. While you praying in Greenville, while you praying in Wilson, while you praying in Kinston, while you praying wherever you might be, God can be moving on the other side of the map. Come on here. Prayer will set off a move of God. And it doesn't matter. God sent an angel down to Herod's dungeon and orchestrated a mighty deliverance. And God can still orchestrate a deliverance no matter the distance. I need you to grab this by the spirit of God. Prayer works. Come on. Peter was delivered. And I'm here to tell you tonight, you don't have to faint over what God can fix. Come on, I said, you don't have to faint over what God can fix. Use your privilege. You are a prayer warrior. Come on here. You're not a whip. You're a prayer warrior. Go forth and use your privilege. And lastly, tonight, we talk from Exodus 14. Come on, I told you that Jesus is still the one I told you to use the privilege of prayer. But the third thing that I reminded you of on Wednesday night, the last night of the revival, that I want to highlight to you tonight is that God is a way-making God. Oh, come on here. That God specializes in making ways for his people. See, and the devil doesn't want you to know this, but God is a God who makes ways for his people. And, and I want to tell you that there is nothing that you go through that God cannot make a way to bring you out of. And you know what I love about God? He makes ways uh, and he'll keep you until he makes one. Until he manifests the way that he has made. You know, I was talking about this. I said, sometimes we think that God uh, blesses us by bringing us out of the storm. But God wants you to know you can be blessed in the storm. Come on here. Some of you are in a mess and God still kept your mind. 
Come on here. That's a blessing in the storm. Some of you are going through, you know, issues in your body. You're looking for God to bring some things about. But you know what? He's still giving you a blessed assurance in the midst of what you're going through in your body. And this is the thing here. God is already got a way made. Even if it's not manifested to you yet, God wants you to trust him as a way making God. This is what God shows us in the text. The children of Israel found out in Exodus 14 that God is a way making God. God led them out by way of the Red Sea and I told you that God's way is not always the shortest route but it is always the surest route. God led them out by way of the Red Sea. There geographically they are in a perfect cul-de-sac. There are mountains on the left. There are mountains on the right. There's the Red Sea in front of them and if you read the text you will find out that Pharaoh's army was coming up behind them trying to recapture them but can I tell you they are surrounded but just because you are surrounded does not mean you are defeated. I need somebody to grab it tonight. We serve a way making God. Come on here and I don't care what surrounds you. He says even though you're troubled on every side no matter what surrounds you God knows how to make a way out of that thing. Somebody give him praise right there. I want you to grab this. Come on here when the time is right God will reverse any situation. God can always make a way for his people. Come on here until he brings you out he'll bring you through it. Come on here God says I will keep you and bring you through it. I'll cover you till I carry you through it. Somebody give God a praise right there. God will bless you right in the face of what the devil thought was going to block you. I need somebody to grab that. Come on here. What the devil thought would block you, God's going to use it to bless you. Come on here right there in front of the Red Sea with what the devil thought would block them. God said, I'm going to use this to bless you. Moses, what's that in your hand? Lift up that rod. Come on here because when you lift up your hands over your situation, which is an indication of praise, when you lift up your hands over your low place, you can witness the mighty deliverance. Come on here. Praise has a way of causing your problems to dissipate. Lift your hand and give God a shout of praise right there. When they got over the Red Sea, they just uh, God told Moses, lift up your hands over it and I'm going to do something for you. God moved in the middle of the Red Sea and I told you last week, without a, a department of transportation, without the division of highways, without any kind of road crew. Come on here without having to call on anybody who had heavy equipment. God blew a highway right in the middle of the Red Sea. And God is still blowing highways in the middle of the Red Sea. God sent an east wind and the east wind kept blowing until it blew a road right in the middle of the Red Sea. God sent an east wind until the water stood up like a wall. Come on here. That's the kind of God he is. God sent an east wind until the very wind sucked the moisture out of the mud and caused them to walk over on dry ground. God sent an east wind until the enemies that were behind them could see nothing but darkness. But they saw the light. God 
start sending east wind until the wind closed back up and let itself off and made the waters recede and Pharaoh's army got drowned in the Red Sea. I want you to know today that whatever your warfare, God can make a way. That whatever you're wrestling with, God can make a way. Tonight, I want you to praise him for being a way-making God. Lift your hands. Open your mouth. You don't see a way, but trust that God has already made a way. Just because the way has not manifested does not mean that the way is not made. You trust God that the way is made until the way is manifested. Lift your hands and open your mouth. I've come tonight to give helpful highlights for the saints. I'm done tonight. I want you to grab this. I wanted to put you in remembrance of this. I want you to shout, Jesus is still the one. And then I want you to hit that devil again and tell him I have the privilege of prayer. That's why I keep prevailing. And when I get in a situation, I don't know what to do. I serve a way-making God. Why worry when you have access to a way-making God? Somebody put a praise right there for the highlights. Help for highlights for the saints. Come on here and give God a praise tonight. Thank you for joining in. The devil is defeated tonight. I don't care what you're going through. I declare to the enemy in all these things, we are hooping our kill. We are more than conquerors. We are winners through Jesus Christ who has loved us. Jesus is still the one. You have the privilege of prayer. You serve a way-making God. Now go forth and win. God bless you tonight. May heaven smile upon you. Thank you for joining us. Pray for me. I'm praying for you. Hallelujah. Stand strong, saints. This is a difficult day, but we serve a mighty God. Stand strong, saints. Don't move from the Bible. Don't move from the word of God. Don't let anybody move you from your Christ. Even in the moment of crisis, hold on to your Christ. Hold on, saints. On Christ the solid rock we stand. All other grounds is sinking sand. I know you knew this tonight, but you still needed to hear it. And I don't want to be negligent in reminding you of some of the things you already know. Let that devil know he's a loser. You've already been chosen to win. God bless you. Heaven smile upon you. I love all of you with the love of the Lord. Good night.